Good morning and welcome to a Vision for You Special Edition Sunday. My name is Melanie C., a recovered compulsive overeater, calling in from Washington State today. Today's date is Sunday, June 1st, 2014. The share ID for Friday, May 30th, is 6407. 6407. Next week, Sunday, June 8th, a Vision for You special edition will present A Gift That Grows With Time. That will be next week, so you'll want to come and, and join us then as well. So, we're abstinent. We are ready to be restored to sanity, and we've decided that we would have to have a power by which we could live, and that power had to be greater than ourselves. We've cleared away the wreckage of our past. we found out, perhaps for the first time, what our real trouble is. We've sought out our higher power to ask in prayer for the removal of those traits that have us blocked off from his power. We've even approached those that we have harmed and humbled ourselves to the process of amends. We've done a great bit of work. Food is down. We've looked squarely at the landscape of our life, and it has been all settled. We've done the work, and life is good, right? Even in the express lane at the market, 15 items only, and you have 22 items and me with my three. All is good, right? Then why the steam my bonnet then? And what shall I do about it? Today's message is entitled, Trudging the Road, Steps 10, 11, and 12. Our guest speaker today is Roberta D. from Long Island, New York, and she is a student and a teacher of the big book devoted to carrying the message of recovery and here to share this with us and how to live in this world with this bee in our bonnet and the ism of this disease when life still has its lemons, trudging the road in steps 10, 11, and 12 is Roberta D. Welcome. Good morning to you, Roberta. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Melanie. How you doing? <laughs> Hi, my name is Roberta, and I'm a real overeater, and by the grace of God, the big book, 12 Steps, and the Fellowship of Overeaters Anonymous, I haven't found necessary to eat certain foods, quantities, and that extra bite for 8,957 days today, which is November 11th, 1989. Okay, that's it now. I'm going to go on. Okay. Well, what I, what I decided to work on through this trudge, the road, and I went to look it up, and um, there was some interesting uh, abbreviations of what it is. It says, walk in a laborious, heavy foot way. Have you ever had to do that? And they said one of the things was it rhymes with sludge. And you can remember how walking, have you ever did, <laughs> walking through sludge or thick mud would come to you to trudge. And that's what we're going to do, only we're going to have to work on the trudge, the happy road of destiny. How are we going to get there? What are we going to do? I'm going to read uh, step 10. Um, this thought brings us to step 10, which is on page 84 in the big book, which suggests we continue to take personal inventory and continue to set right any new mistakes as we go along. Well, how do we do that? Well, I'm going to teach you. We vigorously commence this way of living as we cleaned up the past. We have entered the world of the spirit. 
Our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. This is not an overnight matter. We're going to trudge through this. It's not an overnight matter. It should continue for a lifetime. This is something we're going to start and be able to hang into a program that's going to give us recovery beyond our wildest dreams. Continue to watch for selfishness, dishonesty, consent, resentment, and fear. And when we crop up, when they crop up, we ask God at once, not tomorrow, not tonight, but at once, to remove them. We discuss them with someone immediately. Immediately. Here we got at once and immediately. Well, we're going to do it today, now. And make amends quickly if we have harmed anyone. Then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we can help. Love and retolerance of others is our code. How are we going to get to this point? How we all have lost weight. We all know how to lose weight. We all have gone on certain diets or whatever. But something happens after that. After we've lost the weight, we don't know how to continue. What do we do? Because now we've learned if we're walking through the big book, we learned it has it has a lot to do with us and our heads. So we go to the doctor's opinion and we read what the doctor tells us, that it's not only a mental problem, it's also a body problem. If I don't pick up, I'm not going to have a problem. If I don't eat the foods that I'm not supposed to, I'm not going to have a problem. See, the way I d- define my abstinence is certain foods, and there's certain foods. I am not a volume eater. I can't identify with volume eaters because when I get full, I get full. But you give me the Viennese table, I will demolish it. I am a sugar addict, carb addict, bread, butter. So when I get to that point, I know that there's certain foods I can't I can't have. That's it. Cork in the bottle. Quantities I have to weigh and measure because I don't eat enough. There are people who have to weigh and measure because they eat too much. Then that extra bite, you know, that one little tablespoon of macaroni and cheese sitting in the bottom of the pot, can't leave it. You know, after all, there's people starving, I better finish it. And that gets my cycle going. So if I can get through that and understand that, then that's my cork. Everyone says, well, we're not as bad or we're uh, we're, we're worse than alcoholics. I'll find that cork so that you don't, and every morning make that commitment to that cork. And then you don't eat those foods and go on with living. Live, just live today, one day at a time. So now we learn about the allergy of what it does to us. And it's, um, I'm a nurse, and an A allergy was, um, well, you know what, I eat my candy and I don't have a runny nose. I don't have um, breakout in hives. I don't sneeze. My throat doesn't close. I don't have all these problems. I eat chocolate and I just have a ball. But what happens to me is it's a manifestation inside. It's inside the body that starts a a phenomenon of craving that I can't stop. They came out with, um, I get very upset when the new candy bar comes out, but they came out with something at Christmas time was the kisses with the caramel, and oh God, that would would have been my dream. And I said, you know what, I can have one of those. You know, I've been around so long, I can have one of those. And then all of a sudden, God clicks in my head, and he says, Roberta, remember? Remember when you bought just a bag of kisses? You sat on your bed and said you'd have one. And before you knew it, the hour was 
gone, and so was the bag, totally empty. So I know that I can't have one. I am a real overeater. I am not one to play games. I can't have one here and one there. I have. To, I know what I can and cannot have. I'll tell you why in a few minutes. Okay, now, so I learned that this is an allergy. Okay, so if I don't pick up, I'm not going to have a problem. So he goes on to tell us how we walk through this, how that phenomenon of craving will start if we go into the if we get into the food. Now, what happened to me is I came into OA. Uh, I, I'm an old timer. 41 years, May 10th, I came into Ovaries Anonymous. And uh, it took me a while. I'm not going to go into my whole history here because it would take too long. But I came in and I uh, had a problem for six weeks. And then finally I got my abstinence. And in 10 months, I lost 10 pounds. And I can remember sitting in the kitchen and looking out the window and said, you know what, I think I'm going to have a piece of bread. And I had a piece of bread. And you know what, I didn't turn into a pumpkin. Nothing happened. So what I learned was, well, maybe I really don't have a problem with bread. And little by little by little by little. Now this did not happen overnight. This took 10 months. 10 months. A little cookie here, little crackers here, cheese and crackers there and I really thought I was fine not having any problems not gaining weight nothing and then one night something happened and I ate three cakes all of them at one shot I came home and I told my oh not you you know you can't do this because I got very involved in Overeaters Anonymous also one of the things I've learned through Overeaters Anonymous is that I wanted your love and acceptance and respect and I would go to any lengths to get it but I wasn't taking care of me. I was just taking care of you. And as I progressed in this, it was a real unbelievable situation. And finally, I got my abstinence back, and I started in. And again, <clears throat> excuse me, very, 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 very involved. And uh, between doing service, a lot of service, opening meetings, closing, doing this, doing that, retreats, marathons. It was just a, a whirlwind, and um, I became uh, the first trustee in our area. And um, the reason I'm telling you all this, because it does happen to us. We will go to any lengths and not realizing today I know that my program is in the big book. At that time, I didn't know that my program was in the big book. I thought that all I needed was your love, acceptance, and respect. And what I was banking my life on was the fellowship. I wasn't banking it on what <clears throat> what this program was going to bring to me and realizing that the fellowship is wonderful, but it's not enough. Remember, it tells us that, um, that uh, you know, we can, um, on page 17 in the big book, it tells us that, that um, you know, it's um, one element in this powerful cement which binds us, but that in itself would never have held us together as we are joined now. So realizing that, you know, the tremendous fact for every one of us is that we have discovered a common solution. But I didn't know about that. Um, as I said, I still was involved. Um, and this took 10 years of being a trustee. And then I realized that uh, little by little, I'm putting on weight. 
And uh, but everyone said, "Oh, it's okay, Roberta." You know, it's uh, I, and this was people that I trusted, and all. And I said, "Okay," and I kept, you know, um, being voted in as a trustee again, and so on and so forth. And and then I realized I was in trouble, and um, I loved OA so much that I sent a letter of resignation in, and uh, in time so that they could get someone else. That's the game I played. That's the only game I knew. We had a convention here in New York, and I was the chairman of it. And um, at that convention, we had 4,000 people. But I'm trying to keep the New York people, Brooklyn people, and World Service people happy. And I was getting lost. And I lost... I lost... uh, the, the you're talking about the cup half full or half empty it was gone and i didn't know what to do to get it back these are the roads that i trudged through to get through but i did leave away for two years i said goodbye and in those two years i gained 190 pounds back so now what do you do and it took me four years to get my abstinence back if any of you have your abstinence today, it's a precious gift. Hang on to it for dear life. I don't care what anybody says to you or does to you. If you have something that works, just keep doing what you're doing. You know, I would, I'm would. i not, as I said, a volume eater. So when I would put two cups of something in, I would just drop it in. Like, let's just say lettuce. Drop it in a little cup which I knew was two cups. I didn't know that these people would put a whole head of lettuce into that cup, and then when they took their hand off of the cup, the lettuce went all over the ceiling. I didn't know that, but I'm watching them, and I'm saying, well, if they're doing it, maybe I should do it. Maybe I'm not doing it right, because I didn't know the program. I didn't know anything else but the food and, and um, and, and having, getting your love, acceptance, and respect. So I came back. And when I came back, um, it was not easy. Um, OA had lost food plans. Uh, We lost 1,000 meetings in a year. Um, Many things were happening. And, uh, oh, man, was I critiquing the meetings. They don't know what they're doing. They're doing this and they're doing that. And then all of a sudden I went to one meeting and there was Tupperware underneath the tables and Avon books on top, Avon catalogs. I said, what on earth is going on here? I didn't know what to do. So anyhow, what I did was I just, someone had said, Roberta, shut up, stop critiquing, and get yourself together. So I tried, and I tried, and I tried. Um, Let me tell you something, people. No one is beyond, beyond. No one. I don't care how long they've been in program. I don't know how spiritual they may sound. No one is beyond. <laughs> We're all one day one day away, one bite away. And if we play games, we're going to get hit. And that's exactly what I was doing because I didn't know anything else. I knew that the program was in the big book, but I didn't know how to get it out. I just didn't know, didn't know what to do. So anyhow, um, going to ask for help not you. You can't have a problem. And then they wouldn't allow me to talk. And then what would happen, I ended up sponsoring them. That I got to the point of using a fictitious name. If someone hands you their hand, 
don't judge him one way or the other. Just say, I'll be with you. I'll walk beside you no matter what and help you get through this. So I went through this. Now I've really got to trudge. Oh, boy, because now I'm coming back. And I finally got got to a meeting because I was always, always so happy to see somebody come back. Now I got to come back. And I didn't know how to do that. And then I had to say, look, let go of the ego, let go of the pride. Then I said, do I do gray sheet? Do I do orange sheet? Do I do purple sheet? Do I do blue sheet? Do I do dignity of choice? Do I do the big book? Do I do the steps? What What do I do? I didn't know what to do. And I finally went to someone who had 90 days, a young girl, and she says, I can't sponsor you. And I said, why? She said, I just haven't got it. I said, look, you got 90 days that I don't have. And that's when it started. So now there's a big thing going on here now. Now I've got to start all over again. And the fear, can I do it again? Can I get back there again? So we had, um, again, this is two days before Thanksgiving, and I made it through, and I didn't pick up after that. But I had (coughs) a lot of problems. I'm sorry, I got sore throat here. A lot of problems with sponsors and a lot of problems of what was going on in OA. And um, I didn't know how to handle it. So what I did is... um, in March of 1990, I went to um, – uh, Lifeline has so many wonderful things, and they said that there was a convention in <clears throat> excuse me, Las Vegas. And um, I asked my husband. My husband worked for the airlines, and he said, sure, go. This was Monday. Thursday, I was in Las Vegas. Friday, I was at the convention. And there's a couple of things that I learned there. One of the things was the um, – was uh, drop the rock, and uh, I'm so prideful and ego. God, I'm here 10 years. How come I don't know what drop the rock is? And I was afraid to ask. Finally, I did ask the guy. I said, what does drop the rock? He said, well, a guy's out in the boat. He's doing fine. All of a sudden, it springs a leak, and he ends up in the water, but he starts to drown. And they said, drop the rock. He was holding on to a rock, and they said, drop the rock. He said, no way. And people on the on the beach said, drop that rock. How many of you are hanging on to your fourth step and afraid to let it go, afraid to walk more into that fourth step? Get it done so they know. It's a trudge. It's a, tr- it's a, it's a thing to go through. That's one of the things we go through. But how are we going to get to that beautiful end in step 10 if we don't know how to do step four? So anyhow, I <coughs> I couldn't put I was ready to leave and as I'm ready to leave there was a um I'm going by and saying thank you to the guys who were selling the tapes and I happened to stop at a place and I happened to look down and I see Big Book study. And I knew somebody who was doing Big Book but this was one person and I said, "Who is this?" They said, "Oh, it's two alcoholics." Many of you know my story, and I got the tapes, and I listened to the tapes, and I didn't put them down for 24 hours. I kept listening and listening, and God, they had just what I wanted. 
So within a week, I found one of them, and I was able to call them. And look, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm an overeater, but I got. I want what you guys have. Can I please call you and do whatever? And that's how I learned. That's how I learned the four step. What we do step. What we do with the. Um, with learning about the doctor's opinion, learning about Bill's story and what he went through and how he went through those first 12 steps um, on page 13. Well, he learned on eight, step one, and then step two was next, and then he <clears throat> then he got to three through 11 on uh, 13. And then I also learned, too, that when I'm in trouble... Call somebody up. Not don't stay in this in this problem. Work on the solution. How's your day going? Don't tell fifty million people about your problem. I tell one person about my problem, and I swear to God, it's gone. I don't have to worry about it anymore. Why do I have to keep re- repeating it over and over again through the course of the day? Okay, now we're getting into the fourth step, and walking through that fourth step uh, wasn't easy. Uh, but I did it in a weekend, and uh, I, 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 <clears throat> my children are all gone. I had the time. My husband worked midnights, and I had the time to do it, and I did it. I wanted, to, I wanted so bad to have what they had, and I would go to any lengths to get it. Again, I'm going to trudge that road. I'm going to do what they tell me to do. You know, the big book tells me specifically how to work this program. It tells me precisely how to work this program, and it gives me clear-cut directions. Why am I trying to play a game? Everything else I've tried never worked. Why do I have to play games with this when I, they found a way that worked, and that's why they wrote the big book, is they found a way that worked. You know, if we have 20 people sitting in a circle, and I give someone to my left a sentence, and by the time it comes to, around to the person on my right, it's no way what I said to the person on my left. And that's what was happening to the big book. People were interpreting their own way. They wanted to do it this way, and why don't we change this, and why don't we do this? Or, or they would add something. You know, we all have our own way of trying to describe something, and that's what was happening. So that's when the big book came about and why it came about. So if they had a way that worked in 1939, we sure have a way that works today. It's no different. So now you get into finding a power. I, I'm skipping around now, but finding, you know, first you, you have the um, the uh, foundation, which is step one. And um, to walk on that foundation, and um, we've got to have a foundation. It cannot, it has to be, Real cement. It can't have a little, little dirt and a little this and a little sand. It's got to be total, total concession, total, total surrender. And then you go into step two, and you're finding a power greater than yourself that will restore you to sanity. I'm not insane. Are you kidding? I'm not insane. Oh yeah. I have 20, going on 25 years of abstinence. How the insanity would be, hey, Roberta, you got 25 years. Why don't you go ahead and have a bite? That's how it all starts. But as I progress in this, I'm going to find out <clears throat> that I can't play that game. But there's three chapters 
three chapters on trying to get you to help you find a power greater than yourself. Now I have to make a decision. And I make a decision. If my will is good, my actions will be good. If my will is not good, my actions are not going to be good. And that's going to be my problem. <clears throat> so what do I want to do? I want to do God's will. I want to be the best person I can possibly be today. I'm afraid my voice is going to go here. Okay, so anyhow, then we go on to start. Now, the thing that is so important when we get to (coughs) what we're learning in We Agnostic, it says, you know, lack of power is my dilemma. And then we are, (coughs) this, um, we had, this is on page 45, we had to find a power by which we could live and had to be a power greater than ourselves. I don't care if you use the rooms, if you find a God of your own uh, own liking, if you find, um, some people even find sponsors, um, the love in the room, the recovery in the room, uh, any kind of HP that you can find. Well, that's exactly what this book is about. Its main object, main object is to enable you to find a power greater than yourself. Two words, which will. Not which will enable you, not maybe it will help, but which will solve your problem. That means they have written a book, which we believe means we have written a book that which we believe to be spiritual as well as moral. And it means, of course, that we are going to talk about God, any kind of a power that you see. So now I have to find that power. And then we see on page, we keep fighting and wondering and wearing and da-da-da-da-da. And then we find on page 55, actually we have fooling ourselves for deep down in every man, woman, and child is the fundamental idea of God. It may be obscure by calamity, by prompt, or by worship of other things, but in some form or another it is there for faith in a power greater than ourselves and miraculously demonstrates of that power in mind lives are facts as old as man himself. You know you've gotten a message. Call this person. Or somebody comes to your mind, call this person. And you don't. And so you find that something had happened. And then you do. And they, why are you calling me? Yeah, I just... If I cannot talk to God personally, (laughs) I can say, God, please help me. I don't know what to do here. And maybe he'll get you my message. He can't do it himself. He gives you that message. And you call and you help. That's how this works. We know we, we had a problem with it. But if we keep on keeping on, we're going to be okay. And we're going to find a way which will. Now, from 45 on, they never talk about alcohol again. They're all working on the way of trying to get you to understand, find a power which will solve your problem. Now we come into how it works. And then the, the <coughs> excuse me, it's going. <laughs> and then we come to page 60, and it says, being convinced we were... Um, we are we're at step three. Wow, page sixty, step three. 
my God, what happened to all those other pages? Well, what it's doing is trying to tell you how to work this, how to get this through. From page uh, 60 on, it's the way Bill wrote the steps, which is very interesting also. He tells you why you have to take the step, how you have to take the step, and then the the results that happen by taking the step. So we see here that we're going to be convinced that we are um, convinced that uh, any life run on self will uh, can hardly be success. You know, I'm always I can do it my way, or this is the way to do it, or we want God's will, not my way. So we go through step three, which talks about being the director, and uh, I love what it says on the top of page 62. It says if. I say, if, 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 oh God, if the rest of the world would only believe the outlaw, outlaw safety cracker who thinks society has wronged him and the alcoholic who has lost all is locked up. What what we our presentations are not most of us concerned with ourselves, our resentments, and our self pity. So we see how we, what we have done and how we have controlled. Now we're going to really trudge. Now we're going to go back into our history. Now we're going to see what we did and how we're going to get through it. And all you're doing is finding anything that's keeping you from the sunlight of the Spirit today. That's all. After you have done step three, uh, step three was saying the prayer with someone. <clears throat> you can do it with your sponsor or do it in the group. We do it in the group when we get to this point in our meeting. And then, that is how, wait a minute, that is how and why of it. First of all, we had to quit playing God. We didn't work. Next, next, not tomorrow, not a month from now, not when I get a little better. Now, next, we have decided that hereafter in this drama of life, God is doing, going to do, be our director, he is our principal, and we are his agents. Stop being the director. Let God do it for us. And then on page 63 in the bottom again, it talks about next we launch out on a course of vigorous action. Again, we're going to trudge that road. We're going to do that inventory. We're going to find out what happened to us yesterday. We're going to walk it through. (coughs) I'm sorry, I'm having this problem. And then we're going to see because, you know, food is a symptom That's all it is. We use that to get through whatever we have to get through one day at a time. So now we're going to do an inventory, which I love when he does this. You know, he talks about a business inventory, then he talks about a personal inventory, and it's so true. They're so alike. And then we go on to saying, um, and we did exactly the same thing with our lives. We took stock honestly. First, we researched out the flaws in our makeup, which caused our failure. I'm not going to go into the fourth step because it's uh, we all know, I hope, and if you don't, uh, we can walk through it together at another time. <clears throat> but when it says here the spiritual malady, when the spiritual malady is overcome, we straighten out mentally and physically. Now, a lot of people have a lot of problems with that. I remember listening to a tape of Lois, Bill's wife, after Bill had died, she was asked to speak. And she said, I want to tell you guys something. 
She said, you, you people are talking about physical, emotional, and spiritual. No, no, no. It's spiritual. Spiritual is the start. Spiritual is that first dimension of life. Then comes the, the which now think about it, which is steps one, two, and three. Now you have the uh, mental. Think about mental. Head, four, five, six, and seven. Now you have physical. Yeah, it's the body. No, it's not the body. It has nothing to do with our weight. It has to do with making amends to the people around us so that we can walk down the street and feel good that nobody's going to call us or nobody goes, hey, Roberta, do you know you did this and you paid me this and you didn't do that? I'm not going to get that. I'm not going to get phone calls from people that I owe money or I do whatever because I have taken care of that physical. So one, two, and three is spiritual, and that has to be the first, not the last. Mental is our head, four, five, six, and seven. Take care of that head. Get those things down on a piece of paper. Eight and nine are the physical, taking care of the world around us. I'm doing my hand here, <laughs> around world around us. And we're going to walk it through the way it talks about in the big book. Now we're going to get to all these different ways of how we can. And remember, it's going to tell us why we have to take it, how we have to take it, and the promises and the, and the results that happen after we have taken these steps. Then we come to eight, uh, eight and nine, um, that give it away in five. I say, and this is me, I'm talking for me. I'm not talking about OA at, at, uh, at all. Uh, this is how I trudge this road. That if you're giving your inventory away, unless it's something very, very serious. If you give it a doctor, you're going to get doctor results. If you give, give it to your therapist, you're going to get therapist results. If you give it to an OA, you're going to get OA results. And they understand nobody, nobody. God gave us a gift, which is we think is terrible, but he gave us a gift that no one else has. We went through what we had to go through to get us to help somebody else go through this. If you haven't walked my walk, it is very hard for you to talk my talk. Now we go into action, and we we give our fifth step away. And when we do the fifth step, if you've done it the way it is in the big book, there are five columns, and the uh, the uh, fifth fourth column is of course the fourth the fourth um, step. God, I can't say it. The fourth step is the paper is the whole what you did. The fifth step, you gave it away. The sixth step and seventh step are your character defects, which are in the fifth column. Then you have the uh, um, making amends, which is eight and nine, and that's usually in column one. So when you have finished your fifth step, giving it away, you're in the process now of doing six and eight for the rest of your life. You will go and make your amends when you can, talking over with your sponsor. You will come aware of your character defects as you become aware. Take care of those. You're understanding where you're going with them. And that's eight and nine. And all of a sudden, people a year later say, I'm still in step six. Why? If you're still in step six, you're missing what it's all about because now you should be on step ten. I don't 
going to go. Step 10, which I just read to you and which is so important. That is what I'm going to do on a daily basis. I'm going to do this again. These thought, things bring us to step 10, which suggests we continue, continue to take personal inventory. I'm going to continue to do what I did in step four and continue to set right any new mistakes as we go along. Now, not tomorrow, now. If I have wait a year before I start doing this, I have accumulated a lot of many, many angers and fears that I never take care of. So you got to take care of them now. And it says, then we vigorously commence this way of living as we clean up the past. As we uh, as we cleaned up the past. Cleaned, it's past, it's gone. We and So we don't want any new ones. We want to keep continuing this. We enter the world of the spirit. Our next function is to grow in understanding and effectiveness. Now I'm going to grow. Now I'm going to find out how I can keep this weight off because I'm going to take care of me on a daily basis. Now, not tomorrow and not tonight. This is not an overnight matter. We're going to trudge. Again, that trudge, that word. We're going to trudge through this. We're going to walk through this together. And it's going to be slow, but it's it's going to be okay. We should continue um, for a lifetime. It should, 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 should continue for a lifetime. Really? Yes. I am a compulsive overeater. I have a problem. I have to do this so that I don't go back to eating again. Continue to watch. Here we go. With selfishness, dishonesty, resentment, and fear. Just what it gave us in the fourth step. Uh, When these crop up, we ask God at once to remove them. What is that six and seven? And he says, we discuss them with someone immediately, which is step five, and make amends quickly, which is step six and seven, if we have harmed anyone. Then we resolutely turn our thoughts to someone we help. Love and tolerance is our code. This is what we do on a daily basis. Now we're going to see change. If we keep doing this in the right way, we're going to change. We have ceased fighting anything or anyone. Wow, wouldn't that be great? I'm going to live in a peaceful world. That's going to happen all the time, but it's going to happen more often than it did before. And it says... For by this time, sanity will have returned. Remember step two, I needed, I wanted to be restored to sanity? Now it is. Now I know I can't pick up. Now I know I can't have one. Now I know I can't play the games. My daughter's getting married. Oh, my God, I've waited all my years, and now she's getting married, and I can't have a piece of cake? No, you can't. You can have something else because you want to live. With, uh, we are seldom interested in food. It has come. I don't even think of anything. I can't. I don't think of what I can have and can't have. I just know what I can, and I don't worry about what I can't anymore. It just. It just goes, people. If you keep doing this part of step ten, keep trudging through that. If tempted, we recoil from it like as of hot flame. Bill, you know, had a white lightning, and he never had the problem again. But now you have Dr. Bob. Dr. Bob knew what a double martini <laughs> tasted like for two and a half years. So God gave us the wonderful way of helping those who get it right away and those of us who takes time to walk through this. And now we're going to react sanely and normally. Now, that doesn't mean I can go ahead and eat what I want to do. It knows that I can't eat and I know what to do and what I don't know what to do and how to do it. 
and I'm going to keep going with that. It isn't easy to let up on the spiritual program of action. If I don't keep doing what I'm supposed to do in step 10, it's so easy to let go, and all of a sudden I'm into a situation that I can't get out of. And I don't want to do another one. I want to do, this is the first one and the last one. I don't want to have to go and do another one if I'm doing step 10 constantly. We have, we are headed for trouble if we do, for food is a subtle foe, such a subtle foe. Oh, boy, it hit me like a ton of bricks, and I, I, I don't, I have many more years behind me than I have in front of me, and I don't want to take any chances. We are not cured uh, of alcoholism or compulsive odoring. What we really have is a daily reprieve, daily people, just today. Tomorrow is gone. Yesterday, yesterday, excuse me, is gone. Tomorrow, it's never going to come. All I've got is to walk through is today to the best of my ability. What we really have is a daily reproof contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. I've got to keep doing the things that I said I was going to do. I've got to keep doing those things that it says in step 10 so that I can get those hidden promises on the bottom of page 84. Every day is a day when we must, must, must carry the vision of God's will into all of our affairs, activities. How can I best serve thee? Thy will, not mine, be done. These are thoughts which must go with us constantly. We can exercise our willpower along these lines. All we wish, it is the proper use of the will. Now I know. My husband would say, why can't you all use willpower? And I'd look at him. The hair on my back of my neck would go up. How could this person let themselves go? This is ridiculous. And whoa, of course, then I have to come back with something, don't I? Hmm. You ever try to stop a wave? And he'd look at me and say, what in the hell are you talking about? Then I'd say, could you stop diarrhea when you had diarrhea? And I'm trying to explain to him what it was I was going through, and he had no idea what it was at all. He, there was no way he was going to understand. That's why we need each other. That's why we need meetings. That's not why we need phone calls. Much has been already been said about receiving strength, inspiration, and direction. He's going to give us direction from him who has all knowledge and power. If we have carefully followed direction, we will begin to sense the flow of his spirit into us. And now we're going to have this sixth sense. Isn't that fabulous? The sixth sense that he's going to give us that we're going to be able to stay, no or not. Now comes the 11th step. It's very interesting how many people say the 10th step is the 11th step. I had a hard time with it, too, in the beginning. I didn't understand it. But what the 11th step, and it's very interesting that the 11th step starts at night, not in the day, not in the morning. We are constructively review our day, you know, um, were we resentful, selfish, dishonest, or afraid? So what we're doing is going over what we should have done in step 10. Did I do all the things I was supposed to do? Did I ask help? Did I ask God's, <clears throat> did I ask God's forgiveness? And did I make amends if I had to do? That's all we got to do. He says, uh, we have kept something from ourselves which should be discussed with all in the 10th step. Interesting, but yet people say, i got to do the 10th step at night. No. <laughs> I'm lucky if I can remember breakfast at 10 o'clock at night. So why would I remember a defect that I had at 10 o'clock at night? 
I have a saying and people get mad at me. You don't know that you don't know till you don't know that you don't know. But once you know, now you got to work on it. Now you know you've got to do something to get you out of it. So it goes on to talk about what you do in the PM and then the AM, you know, asking God's help. How many of us get up in the morning? Of course, most of us go to the bathroom first, make a little breakfast, go back in the bathroom, fix our hair, brush our teeth, then put some clothes on. Make sure we have the right clothes. After all, you know, we're going out. Got to have the right clothes on. And then we go in our car and we try to see if we have enough gas and make everything sure. And off we go. Do we ever say, good morning, God? Help me get through this day, which is one of the most important things there is. And it's not a big saying. It's just, hi, God. I'm here. You're here. Let's go have a day. Period. Some people read 50 million books. Hey, whatever works for you. But I just say, good morning. You and I together are going to work this best we can. That's all I can say. Because I know I'm going to fall. I know I'm going to have a situation that I shouldn't be in. And i got to ask again and ask again until I can do what I have to do. Okay, then it says, on thinking about our day, we may... We may face indecision. We may not be able to determine which course to take. Here we ask God for inspiration and intuitive thought or or a decision. We relax and take it easy. Do you do that? Do you really? You ask God for help, and yet you keep saying, okay, now how should I do this? How should I do that? Oh, wow, this could be. We say go out and wash your car. That's the simplest way to say it. Just go out and wash your car. Because when I, God blessed me and you with only being able to think of one thing at a time. Now, when I say go out and wash your car, you know, it's 20 degrees outside and it's snowing. You can't go out and wash your car. But it's the easiest thing to say. Go clean a drawer out. Clean a john. Take a, take a desk apart. Make your papers in order. Do something that gets you out of where you are. I had one situation one day. I could not get out of it no matter how I did. I had to get up, get in my car, and take a drive. And that's the only way I could get out of this. But you don't know that you don't know till you don't know that you don't know. But once you know, now you've got a choice. Do I sit here? Because let me tell you, people, sitting in this rocket chair is really comfortable. Oh, God, yeah, just keep going and going and replaying the situation and replaying the situation. And now I'm the good guy and the other one's the bad guy. doesn't work. So when we have to relax and take it easy, that's what we do. We don't struggle, and we go on from there. So we've seen here what we do in Step 11, how we take care of suggestions, how we... um, when agitated or doubtful, and ask for the right thought or action, and we constantly remind ourselves we are no longer running the show. I am not running the show. When I can finally let go, it, it's, a, it's a miracle how it happens. Another thing that I have found for me is, I hope I'm not going over time, another thing that goes for me is when something happens and I'm aware of it, and I'm I'm able to think about it. Tell somebody. 
it's getting it out in the universe that helps so much. Now, the most powerful part of my body is the six inches between my ears. And if I keep it in there, it gets bigger and worse. But when I let it go, it goes. I had a very bad situation. As I said, I've been around here 41 years. And God's given me another defect that I didn't un- didn't know. He gives me what, and which is a blessing for us. He gives us what gives us something new <laughs> when we're able to handle it. But I didn't know how to handle this, and I thought and I prayed and I did whatever. And one of the things that helped us remembering yesterday's gone, tomorrow's never come. But today I can do the best thing I can for today. If I can keep remembering that and my serenity prayer, that I can get through anything. And when I shared it, I can't bring that feeling back again. I don't know how how hard I may try. I cannot bring that. It has happened to me four or five times in this program. A dev- <coughs> excuse me, A devastating thing has happened, and I have not been able to bring it back. And I thought, oh, I'll be able to remember this ever. I, you know, after all, what they did to me and blah, 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 blah. And it never worked. Never. Once it's out in the universe, it has no more power in my head at all. None whatsoever. So we go on now, and now we're coming to a wonderful, wonderful step is working with others. Now, I can't go into this, and, and I won't go into it. It takes too long. But anyhow, what I'm going to say is... If we go to page 92 in the big book, we're going to show... Remember, the the big book is divided into three parts. The problem, the solution, and the plan of action. So how am I going to sponsor someone? How am I going to tell them? It tells you exactly here in the big book. Show him the mental twist which leads to the first drink of a spree. We suggest you do this as we have done it in the in the chapters on alcoholism. If he is an alcoholic, he will understand you at once. He will match your mental uh, inconsistency with some of his own. Give him your trouble. Tell him your tell him your story. Now we go over page 93. What is the solution? Tell him exactly what happened to you. Stress the spiritual uh, feature freely. If the man be agnostic or atheist, make him emphatic, make it emphatic that he does not have to agree with your conception of God. He can choose any conception he likes, provided it makes him it is makes sense to him. The main thing is that the, the that he be willing to believe in a power greater than himself, and that he be live by spiritual. Uh, principles. And what are the spiritual principles? The steps. Now we're going to see the plan of action. Outline, which is on page 94, outline the program of action explaining how you made self-appraisal, how you straightened out your past, and why you are now endeavoring to help him. It is important for him to realize that your attempt to pass this on to him plays a vital part in your in 
your own recovery. Actually, he may be helping you more than you are helping him. Make it a plan. Make it plain. He is under no obligation to you that you hope only that he will try to help other alcoholics when he escapes to his own difficulties. Suggest how important it is that he be placed on the welfare of other people ahead of your own. Make it clear that he is not under pressure, that he needn't see you again if he doesn't want to. You should not be offended if he wants to call it off, for he has helped you more than you will ever than you have helped him. And that's the program. And people, those of you who have gotten it, and you may be frightened. You have 20, 30 days, you have a month, you have three months, whatever the requirement is to have your steps. I don't let anybody sponsor until they know all the 12 steps. <clears throat> you never know them all, but you know how to get there. And then um, pass it on. If we don't pass it on, people, we're going to be gone, and then who's going to pass it on? Pass it on. You've been given a gift. God chose you. Isn't that interesting? He made you go through the things that you went through, and now you're in recovery. What a gift. Got to pass that on no matter what. I know I always end with page 64, but I know you're going to do that. So I just like to end with a prayer, with the um, story of the of the violin it's being auctioned off and it starts at a dollar two three and then a little man walks up to this beautiful hall picks it up dusts it off tunes it up and plays a song that just fills the room i do it every time sorry fills the room with magic and this oh god and the bidding goes again and now it starts at a thousand, two, three. And someone said, What just happened? He said it had the touch of the master's hand. Ooh. And so have you when you've met us and come and walk through our road, this happy road of destiny, and we're gonna trudge it together. Don't give up. Please don't give up. We're here. You're the only one that has to take step one. We can't help you with that. But we can help you with 2 through 11 to get you to have that spiritual awakening that you need to recover from this disease. Thank you all very much for allowing me to share. Sorry I got upset, but that's the way I do. Okay, love, take care. Thank you so much, Roberta. Thank you so much for your time and and the description and your journey here with us on a vision for you. Um, Your voice is going and and your throat is sore, but here's my question. We might have some people out here that have some questions for you. Are you up to that? Yeah, I'll try. For as long as you can make it. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And, And so I will turn it over to to some people out here that might have some questions for you. You can do that by pressing star 1 on your phone keypad that unmutes you, and Roberta has so graciously offered to to field some questions as long as her voice will hold. Who's the first one today that might have a question for Roberta? Hi, my name is Nancy. Uh, I'd just like to thank Roberta for her uh, share and uh, just tell her how much I was helped by her here this morning. Thank you. 
Thank you, Nancy. How about anybody that has questions today? This is Danielle. I have a question. Danielle? Yes. Did you Hi, good morning, Danielle. Go ahead. I want to, she kind of covered this, but how do you, often when I get very busy, I'm a student and doing all kinds of things, I, for, I put it second or third, and then my, it starts slipping. And I have to remind myself through a meeting, this has to be put for me first. Sometimes I need a workout, and I haven't worked out in a few days, and it's either that or a meeting. And some people can do both. They can listen to a recorded meeting, or they can listen on the phone and do another thing. I can't. I need focus. And I notice that I, every two weeks, I notice I start slipping, and it becomes second or third or fourth. And then things start slipping. And then I get mad at myself, and I say, remember, first, skip the workout if you have to. The workout never kept you abstinent. I would like to know what keeps her strong and going, to put it number one. I guess the only way that I can share with you with that share that with you is um OA had to come first. Um, um my higher power comes first. That that's that's the number one. Then after that comes my program. I have to unless something happens and um I have a scheduled meetings always help. If you can't, maybe you do your workouts during the day and the meeting is at night. Get I'm I. It's very hard for me to share this because we have meetings all over. <laughs> We're so fortunate here on Long Island that we do have a lot of meetings. But I know there's people that don't have a lot of meetings. Sometimes I tell my people to make, <clears throat> excuse me, make a make a calendar and put down where you need to go to meetings, and that comes first. And then the other things can come in in between. Because if you don't have the meetings and you don't have your absence, like you said, your personality changes. And you don't want that. You want to be happy, joyous, and free all the time with your family and your and your coworkers or whatever. Not easy. There you're going to trudge. You get people that, around you to help you through that. Just keep trudging. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, Danielle. Who's next? Good morning. This is Judy from East Tennessee, Recovered Compulsive Overeater. Hi, Judy. Hi, Judy. And good morning. Thank you so much for the presentation. I'll go back, please, to what you said about um, people not sponsoring until they know the 12 steps. That does, does that mean go through them or just know where they are? What was that about? I um, Well, we, we read two pages every night out of the big book. And we mm-hmm. share them. By that time, they're usually that's sixty pages. Uh, well, maybe come because we got the doctor's opinion in there too. So that's almost uh, a month. And in the month, we see how we go, and then they start their four step. Okay. And then you go through the four step. It, it all depends. And I, what I do, I make a date. Mm-hmm. I say, okay, July 4th, you're going to be finished with the fourth step because they'll procrastinate. They'll do everything they can not to finish that fourth step. And then you give me you know, and now you've, if you can't make an appointment, it, after I did finish my fourth step, it took me three months to give it away because there was nobody in this area. I had to go someplace else to give it away. But as long as you have it. And then you're walking with your sponsor, and your sponsor is helping you with step 10 and your amends. Because you know what your defects are, 
And then you can go ahead. How can you give something away you don't have? Most people are giving it away on the third step. They don't have anything. They haven't done anything. All they've done is made a decision and, and, and nothing, no action. So how can they give something away that they don't have? Talk. They can call people up and talk to them and share. But it's it, until you know those all where you're going. That's why I say when people pick up the, the Joe and Charlie tapes, I say listen to them all. See where you're going. Maybe you don't want to go there. Maybe you don't want to do it that way. Maybe you want to do it another way. But find out. And I it, it really does help because now they can help somebody else. That's just the way I do it because that's the way I was told to do it. Thank you, Judy. Thank you for the question. Who's next? Hi, I'm Kathleen. I have several people at once. Let's see if I can um, ferret out the first name. One more time, slowly, please. Chris. Mary Kathleen. Lee in Seattle. <laughs> I, hear Mary from Se- I hear Mary from Seattle. I'm going to go with that one first and see if we can't put, put it one at a time. Thanks. Go ahead with your question, Mary. Good morning. This is Mary Lee, uh, currently in Seattle, and um, thank you so much, Roberta, and for everyone on the line. I would just like to know, have you explain or or share what your personal practice is on a daily basis, what you do in the morning and what you do in the evening? Okay, I I do that simple thing, saying, good morning, God, you and I together are going to do this. And then I have three people I sponsor, and I can't do any more because we do go, do go through the big book. And uh, no, I have four. There's another one that came in in the evening. And then um, things just come automatic. You know, as I said before, if I get to the point you don't know that you don't know till you don't know that you don't know, but when I know, then I have to do something about it, and I go out and do it right away. I don't play games with it. And I've also, I'm I'm one that used to get so upset when somebody did something wrong in OA. I've learned I don't, I've, I've passed that now. <laughs> you can do whatever you want as long as it doesn't break the traditions. And uh, I don't get excited. That took a long time to get there, honey. This trudge road is uh, a lot of lo- a lot of learning experience for me, because I thought I had to make it all better for everybody. You know, in the very beginning, I think I sponsored from six in the morning to one at night afternoon on the phone constantly, and you learn how to do different things along the way. But when I get into a situation, I I have three people I can call, and I call right away and talk to them. My husband passed away three three years ago, and I was on the phone constantly. And if someone had said I didn't care if they were eating or not eating, and they called and said how are you feeling, I let them know. Because after I let them know, I didn't have to talk about it anymore. It was gone. That's what I learned, too, is when I talk about it and get it out, I don't have to talk about it to every person who calls. I hope that helps. Thank you, Mary Lee. Um, yeah, sorry. Thank you, Mary Lee. Appreciate that question and answer. Um, who's next with a question? Press star one if you have a question. Hi, I'm Kathleen from Long Island. I heard do, and then Kathleen, you can go next. Okay. Do go ahead with your question. Good morning. This is Sue. Um, I have a question. Um, as far as I understand, on page 64, 
the paragraph talking about the spiritual malady. Um, from what I understand from the big book, it talks about the spiritual malady being a disconnect with God. Um, when we disconnect with God because of selfishness, self-centeredness, just by a, a hundred points of just one moment, please. I'm having a real difficult time hearing you. I don't know if that's the case for everyone, but there's um, some background noise, some, some movement or something like that, and I wondered if, if you could reposition. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Personality, as far as I understand it, is stems from selfish self-centeredness of connected uh, God because we have things that bring us to that 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 spiritual state, um, and it's because we're not connected with God. However, um, you know, it, it, it's because we have a mental and physical ailment that leads us to the spiritual malady, to that spiritual disconnect. But from what I heard from your talk is that you were you were saying that it was, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you were saying that this is a threefold disease instead of a twofold disease. And I, I just wanted to be the please clarify that. Oh, that's definite. That's definite. It is a threefold disease, but it starts with the spirituality. According to the big book, and there's many people who don't like when we say this. According to the big book, it's uh, you know spiritual, mental, and physical. And the the spiritual, which I told you, steps one, two, and three. The mental is four, five, six, and seven, working on the head. You know, getting rid of the defects and and the inventory. And then eight and nine, which is your physical, is the world around us. So those are the three dimensions of life, and we're trying to strive to get those in best of order so we can live in the fourth dimension that Bill talks about on page 8 and eight and page 25. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. Uh, Kathleen, you want to go next? Hi, I'm Kathleen from Long Island. Hi, Kathleen. Hi. Hi, um, hi Roberta. Thank you. Um, that was really clarifying um, for me to hear you. you. You made everything, like, really simple. But I do have a question. Um, I'm in uh, recovery for drug addiction and alcoholism. Plus, or as soon as I do that, I uh, I switch to foods, which I've had a food disorder since I'm 12, and I'm 54 now. Um, so I have, like, some... You know, I'm at my I'm at the point in my addiction recovery where I had just finished a rigorous fourth step, and I haven't done my fifth yet. And I suppose, like I seem to be getting better with my food, even though I'm not actively working on my food because I get very overwhelmed. But since I've been really doing my my work for my my addiction recovery, my food is much my food's better. I'm not like overeating or binging and purging. Um, but you know, I suppose I'm answering my own question, right? It'll probably come back. <laughs> so I, I suppose what we do I suppose what we do is like do a steps for each addiction. Is that what we do? Because I really never my my food is not normal and never has been since I'm a child. I have good periods, you know, it, you know, because I do have 
I don't know why, but I do, because I think I get connected to God. But anyway, I'm going through like a, a little dilemma over this. Like, do I really have to do a food plan type of thing, you know? But but I'm willing to listen because I can get like to the point where I'm suicidal from my food addiction, but I'm not there right now. But I'm trying to get better, so I decided to check in at this meeting, which has been such a blessing. So I guess I'll keep coming, and thank you. Keep sharing like that because usually usually when people have a problem, if they really go into depth and trust the person that they're talking to, answer their own questions like you did. And it is, if, if you go through your inventory and you go through it the way it's in the big book, you're going to say, okay, now what resentments do I have? Oh, gee, I got rid of that one. I got rid of that one. I got rid of that one. And you go through the fears, the same thing. You may not have anything that's building up. But it's good to sit down and just write and see if you do. And if you you may only have one or two that's causing you to have this problem. Or it may be that you're angry because you have the other problems that's causing you to have this problem. And once you get one taken care of, maybe the other ones will go along with it. Just keep talking about it, hon. You're going to come to your own conclusion. It's amazing how that works. Thank you, Kathleen. Thank you, Roberta. Anyone else with a question for Roberta? Hi. This is Cassandra from uh, from Georgia. I have something I want to get out. Uh, first, thank you for your sharing this morning, Roberta. I got a lot out of that. But um, you said something about step one was the only step that your sponsor cannot give you. I've, I've been at step one several times, and I feel like I'm clean now. I'm and I'm going into step one again. I believe I'm powerless, but for some reason I will take my power back. So can you make any suggestions as to what I can do? Well, as I said, if you if you come out with the idea that I concede, I, can, I surrender, I do have a problem, don't stop there. Keep going. Get yourself a sponsor who will walk you through. Read that big book, two pages every night. Just read. And, and you know what? When you read three, you forget the first. If maybe you only read one page and your answers will come, they will help you. And if you have any questions, whether it's the silliest thing you say, oh, why should I bother somebody with that? Don't do that. Ask anybody and everybody what you may need. and Because you know what? Uh, I'm here for me. And I got to take care of me. And how can I help anybody else if I can't take care of me? Hang in there. Don't give up. If you have, if you're back to step one. You're back to step one. Now you find out. Okay, now I'm going to get into step two. I'm going to find a power out there that's going to help me. And then I'm going to make a decision to turn my will and my life over to God. And then you do your fourth step. Don't stop. Just keep going. And, and maybe this will be the one time that it'll you won't have to go back to step one again. But you have to surrender. That's the most important thing. You know the thing that got me uh, to surrender being uh, I was over three hundred and three hundred I think forty five pounds, and um, was looking at the guys in the Bowery. I said, "Dag on, if they can do it, I can do it. I can get well. If they can get well, so can I." I had one grandson at the time and another one ready to pop out. I now have 10 grandchildren. I don't have a husband, but I have 10 grandchildren, uh, five, four children, and uh, I'm still around. And I'm not going to give up until God said, Roberta, it's time. Let's go to the other room. Love you. 
Hang in there, honey. Thank you, Cassandra. Hello. Anyone else? Hello. Yes. Hello. Hi, this is Bonnie. Deborah, can you hear me? Deborah. Hi. I, yes. Hi, Deborah. Hi, Deborah. Lady, you have a question, huh? Yeah. Um. You know, I lost 140 pounds. Uh, basically, without calling my food in, uh, I got off a, a psychiatric drug that was causing me to overeat. It was called Olanza, uh, Zyprexa, whatever it was. And uh, I did have a sponsor. But, uh, you know, I want to go through the uh, book with a recovered sponsor. But right away, they tell me, join HLW. Or join 90 Day. Do I have to join a food program? Uh, Thank you, Deborah. Do you live in an area where there's a lot of meetings? Yes, but I'm 69, disabled, and right now I have a broken wrist, so I can't get around by myself. Well, but, listen to uh, this. Listen I don't to like this. the meetings. I don't like them. There are a bunch of young girls on the diet. Then that's nice to me. Well, you know what? Why don't you go to? Why don't you listen to this vision for you every morning at seven o'clock in the morning? And they have they read two paragraphs out of the big book every morning. It's beautiful, and that's program. They don't get into food at all. All they do is talk program. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, I think I heard Bonnie. Yes, hi. Uh, hi, Roberta. Uh, hi. Bonnie from Florida, compulsive overeater. Could you please give me a little more detail on how you sponsor? That's all I do is um, what I try to do for, for uh, five, seven days is uh, or a week, however you want to say it, is, <coughs> is have them give me their food. Got to find some kind of food plan that works. Either the, you take the OA uh, book, a plan of eating, and the, you know there's eight suggestions in there, or go to a nutritionist, or whatever it is that you go to. You write down the foods that you have a problem with, and write them down and leave them there. And the only reason I say I want you to call it in is because we always have trouble at dinner. You know, we forgot to defrost something, or we forgot to do this, or we forgot to do that. So that's what they do. And then from then on, I they I have them try to have them get a journal. Some of them don't do it, and write every morning. And I still weigh and measure my food after 41 years. I still do. I get that little cup out. It's just something I do because you know, I don't eat enough. And um, you just go to the. Um, uh, then I have them write it down every morning what they're going to have. If they don't give me Pacifics, because sometimes you can't, you're going out, they'll say I'm going to have a, a protein, a vegetable, a salad, or uh, you know whatever. They and and that's how they rush. And then we just sometimes I just have them read it and then write down what that paragraph or that page means to them as far as overeating goes. And then I will share what I read and what I got out of it. And then sometimes they will just do what they got out of it and we'll have a conversation that just goes on. But I, that's why you can't do, I can't do more than two or three at a time because it does take time to go through the big book. And you give them what you've learned. And if they don't see it, then you give it to them. 
you say, oh, gee, you know what? I found this on the page, and I found this on the page. And then we do, and, to, and when they get to where, uh, unless they're a returnee, if they're a returnee or they went out to eat, I have them get abstinence for a week and then start their fourth step if they haven't done the fourth step. And that's how Thank I Thank you, Ma. I'm so sorry. I keep interrupting. I apologize for that. Thank you so much for your question. Anyone else with a question for Roberta? Star one, if you have a question for Roberta this morning. Hi, this is Mary. Uh, good morning, Melanie. This is Lorna. Sorry. I heard Mary and then Lorna. And Chris. Mary, Lorna, then Chris. Thank you. Thank you. I I, I just didn't get Roberta's phone number. Um, I'll, give you, phone number. I'll give oh, it to you my phone number. I'll give it to you. Five one six seven nine six. Three two, eight seven. Thank you very much. Which reads E A T S. <laughs> Nobody forgets it. Seven nine six E A T S, which is three two eight seven. Thank you, Lorna. With your question. Oh, sorry. Can Can you hear me? Yeah. I can. Yes. Go ahead. Okay. <clears throat> I think I'm going to pass until another day. <clears throat> Sorry, my voice is breaking up. I just wanted to thank uh, Roberta for your incredibly wonderful qualification. I love OA, and I love you, Melanie, and God bless you all. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Lorna. Chris, you're next. Hi, this is Chris. Hi, Chris. Go ahead. Um, I am. This is my first time listening to it, so I am brand new here. Yep. And uh, the question I have is, how do you find a sponsor? <laughs> <laughs> well, they have sponsors here. I don't know how you all do it, Melanie. I, I forgot how you did it here. But if you can go to a meeting and you find, <coughs> excuse me, find somebody who has what you want, and then you ask them if they could sponsor you, if they had time to sponsor you. Do you in an okay. area where you have meetings? Uh, yes, I am, but I'm looking at for a Vision for You uh, sponsor. Is there? How do you go about that? Melanie, can you share that? I, I sure can. I sure can. Chris, hi. Thanks for the question here. I'll just take a moment without taking away from Roberta that we here at a Vision for You um, have a couple of opportunities to do that during the meeting. One is that uh, when... Um, the time is offered. I will give my telephone number out saying that I'm looking for a sponsor. And then there's also during that very same time we put out an invitation for those that are that are um, available to sponsor or at least go through the big book with somebody with the doctor's opinion or help get somebody started on their feet with uh, identifying their, their binge foods and their compulsive overeating habits. But we do that daily on our, our meeting at various times. We'd like to do that then. Okay, could I get your phone number so I could talk to you more about it, please? Yes, thank you. My telephone number, Pacific Time, 541-908-1221. Okay, thank you, and thank you, Roberta. That was a beautiful speech. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else with a question for Roberta? Lindsay. I'm sorry, I didn't hear. Maria. Lindsay H. Oh, I think I heard Lindsay H. first and then Maria. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, this is Lindsay H. in Colorado. 
Thank you so much, Roberta. Um, let's see if I can ask my question. <laughs> um, I'm just struggling with and relapse. I had a couple years of abstinence, weighing and measuring, and got stuck on my four-step and picked up the phone with food. And before it was just, um, the food seemed to be lifted when I got abstinent two and a half years ago, and now it's um, really a challenge. And it's just, um, you know, my kids are out for summer, and I'll be in the kitchen, and, you know, I've weighed and measured my breakfast and lunch, and then all of a sudden I just want that thing. And, you know, I make my phone calls, or sometimes I just decide I, I just can't deal because if I don't eat that food, it's like, I'm just in, in tears, and I'm a mess, and, you know, I, um, I'm like, how do I deal with my day, with the kids, and whatnot? So it's just like, I know I have to get abstinent, and I know I commit my food to my sponsor and following through, but just, you know, what, like, I know that you had relapse, like, what was it that shifted you know, what did you do that, um, you know, I know I have to rely on my higher power and I pray and ask him to carry me through. Yet I just, like, I feel like I can be like a collapse on the floor. Does that make sense? Oh, God, yes. I, I hadn't let it go for such a long period of time and not ask for help. And then, of course, as I said, when I reached out, everybody was saying, not you, you can't have a problem. And then they'd start giving me stuff that I'd have, as if I were their sponsor. It became crazy. So that's when I left for two years. And then taking two years to come back, um, I don't know. One day I was sitting at a meeting. It was a Tuesday night, two days before Thanksgiving. I was sitting at a meeting, and I just asked this girl to sponsor me. And out of the blue, I just said, God must have said, it's time, Roberta. Come on, now you can get it. And that, you know, it's funny, that relationship didn't work. And um, it wasn't until I found these guys with a tape that I have another sponsor, but I just knew I couldn't eat certain foods, quantities, and that extra bite. And I just went on. I now uh, listen to tapes, uh, well, CDs or whatever, and um, and I read the big book. And um, just keep praying. Just don't give up. Something was is going to happen. Go to meetings. Listen. You may sit there and say, what in the hell are they doing? God, I can't stand this. And critique them like I did. Oh, boy, was I terrible. And, uh, and, and then all of a sudden it just comes, honey. It just comes. Just be patient with it and be patient with yourself. God's going to give you what you need. Maybe not what you want right now, but he'll give you what you need. And uh, all this process that you're going through right now is a process that maybe you have to go through to say, I'm not going to pick up no matter what. I'm 81 years old, and I know that I have more time in back of me than in front of me. And I know, well, I shouldn't say I know because I really don't know, but I, I have a feeling that if I ever went into relapse, I would never come back. And I can't, I can't take that chance. I want to live the and with the rest of my life that I have, and that's the only way I can do by just not picking up. It sounds silly, but that's exactly what happens. I just can't pick up no matter what. Cannot pick up no matter what. 
and then I go from there. And you can do the same thing. I guarantee you something's going to happen because you've let it out. You let it out in that daggone universe, honey. Now it's between you and God. You're going to you're going to do fine. Just just keep going. Thank you, Lindsay. Maria? Melanie, thank you for your service. And Roberta, thank you for sharing your experience, strength, and hope. My name is Maria D., and I'm a compulsive overeater. And you had read um, the sentence on page 94, at least I think you did. Um, it reads, suggest how important it is that he place the welfare of other people ahead of his own. And I've never been able to understand that sentence and how it applies um, to living these 12 steps. Um, And I was wondering if you would uh, please share your understanding of it. A lot of people have a problem with that. And another one is uh, when they talk about step 12, uh, giving it it away. Um, The thing... God gave me a gift. He's given you a gift. And you're, I'm not going to say responsibility because I don't want to put a negativity into this, but someone took time to take care of you and help you get through. You give them time to get, so they can get through their time. And I know that takes, I can't hear, this sounds crazy, it sounds, it, it takes time, but it's so important that we pass this on. And that's what it's trying to tell you, passing it on to someone else. And uh, not getting lost in it. Don't get lost in it. But still, being able, some people just refuse to sponsor. And uh, I don't know whether you ever read the, I hope it's okay to say here, um, If God Spoke to OA. It's a magnificent pamphlet. And if I can help someone else get through this because I've walked the walk and you have walked the walk and only you only they can understand you they can't understand their family that has could not understand what they're talking about at all you have a gift just to give it away that would be my interpretation of it that's the way I feel but don't get lost sometimes I remember when we first I said before when we first came in we had to sponsor everybody oh god forbid you know now no and my sponsor only sponsored two when he was going through his recovery. So um, if you're really going to do it by the big book, and that helps you too. So between the two of you, it's it's not getting, God, I'm sorry. It's not getting lost. It's just giving back what you have been given so freely. Hope that helps you. Thank you, Maria. Thank you, Roberta. And I would like to extend um, an opportunity for, just two more people to ask questions in respect to the time you've given to us, Roberta, and your voice. Um, so who would be the first two and the last two, actually, to be asking a question of Roberta? Frida mm-hmm. from Northern California. Debbie. I heard somebody from Northern California. What was your name? Frida. Frida. And then I heard a Debbie. Debbie, what's your last initial? First H. initial of your last name, I'm sorry, H. Debbie H. So Frida first and then Debbie H. Thank you so much. Thank you for taking my question. And, Roberta, thank you so much for your qualification. Um, I heard you refer a couple of times to a tape, and I must have missed 
there sounds like there's a particular uh, tape that you were referring to. Do, do you know, uh, can you tell me what that is? You got my phone number? I, I do, yes. Call me. Okay. okay. I will do that. Thank you so much. You're welcome, honey. Bye-bye. Thank you, Roberta. Thank you, Frida. Debbie H., you're next. Thanks. Can you hear me? Yeah. I can, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Roberta. You really gave me hope with your um, encouragement to not give up. I've been in program for 25 years and have experienced years of abstinence and then a long, long relapse. I'm recently back. I want so much to get back what I had, and I think I'm really stuck at step one. I believe in my head that I am a food addict. I am a compulsive overeater. I know that. And I know that. But I I just can't seem to turn it all over and do God's will instead of my will. I don't know if you have any suggestions. It has to come from you, honey. You have to, you know, like it says, uh, go out and try to drink some more. Go out and try and see if you really are one. And until you come to that conclusion, uh, that's why it's so hard to, and the only reason I say that it, um, you do step one alone because that's what I had to do. There were people that tried to call me, that there were people that were trying to get me to, to understand or come back or da-da-dee because, you know, all the service I had done and da-da-da-da-da, you know, and I, I wasn't willing. And it wasn't until I, I was back, I think, a year before I realized how much um, I needed to do step one. I was the, I was the only one that could do step one. Nobody else could do it for me. And it's, 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 I guess the only thing I can say, it's being sick and tired of being sick and tired. Then all of a sudden you will make that commitment and you follow through. I don't care. I, when I came in 40 years ago, we had no cow soda. I don't think it's around anymore, but it was chocolate, no cow soda. Do you know what we, (laughs) we drank no cow soda like there was no tomorrow. And we had gum. We had one guy that would, he he would, he he would chew so much gum that he, he looked like he was 10 months pregnant and he couldn't figure out why. Because as soon as the taste from the gum went, he put another piece of gum in. But we went to any lengths. Now today, don't do this, don't do that. I don't say don't do this, don't do that. Just don't eat do whatever you have to do. Take a walk. Call somebody. Are you willing? If if you're not willing to go to any lengths, it's not going to work. Are you willing to pick up the phone? Are you willing to get to a meeting? Are you willing to sit and listen, even though it's a lot of hogwash at the room? At least you're not eating uh, for an hour or two, whatever your meetings are. And to what lengths will you go? But it's you that has to decide on what lengths will I go not to pick up. You're the only one that can do that, and it's only through pain and aggravation and personality change and um, uh, all that clothes, uh, all that that goes together with saying, I'm, and then you say, oh, my God, I'll never make it to where I want to be. You may never have the high that you had with it first. Don't Don't even think about that. Think about just today. And remember, yesterday's gone. Tomorrow is never going to come. All I have is this 24 hours. 
And you can do anything you want in this 24 hours. That's why AA is so prevalent with that 24 hours. That's all you've got. If you can hang into that, okay, let's put the timer. We used to put timers on. We used to do everything there was not to pick up. We didn't have all the tools they have today. I mean, what we did, it was, it was amazing, but we did it. And it, we called people and we talked to people. Of course, we broke a lot of anonymity at the time because we didn't know any different. But we, you know, we got through it. We had, it was much more recovery, I think, than there is today for whatever reason. I don't know. I think there's so many things out there. But if you keep it simple, get your big book, ask somebody in your group maybe who would sit down and read two pages out of the big book every day. And then if that doesn't work out, get another person who may do it with you. Gee, I'd love... That's how Joe and Charlie got together. Well, I shouldn't have said that. But anyhow, that's how they got together, two alcoholics who liked the big book and said, let's sit down and do it together. And that's how they did it. So that's how it works. Just don't give up. Keep on hanging in. And now I'm going to say this again. Now it's out in the universe. You'd be surprised. Never know what miracles are going to happen. Thank you. Thank you so much, Roberta. What a beautiful way to end our meeting today and that you have given so much of yourself today, being mindful of of what you offered here and the questions and the continuation of your time here in the conditions that you're in. Thank you so much for the time that you spent with us today. Absolutely. And I'd like to, at the end of this meeting today, the way we always do here at A Vision for You, that is by uh, reading from the big book on page 164. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you Until then.